Thank you for tuning in to the Meridian Friends Church podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss any of the sermons posted each week. You can also find more information about our church at www.meridianfriends.org or on Facebook or Instagram by searching Meridian Friends Church. Now, enjoy the sermon. Good morning. Well, my name is Pam Wallen, and I have the honor of introducing my dad as our first speaker this morning. I thought I would introduce him with numbers, if that's okay. 54 years married, one wife, my beautiful mom, Brenda, three kids, eight grandkids, and six great-grandchildren. Number seven is due any day. Eight states lived in. I could be wrong on that. He has pastored seven churches. I'm not sure if I'm right on that one either. One military tour as a Marine, 13 motorcycles. Close. <laughs> one doctorate degree, and one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those who have influenced my life, my dad is at the top of the list. Tom Vance. I'm going to have to carry her around with me whenever I speak anywhere to let her introduce me. <laughs> As a young pastor of about 25 years old, I remember going to a conference. And um, before the conference even began, a white-haired gentleman of about 75 years old or so came to the piano and sat down and began to play and sing. I really didn't know if he was a part of the program or not. 75-year-olds do things like that. <laughs> but he began to sing, since I started for the kingdom, since my life he controls. Since I gave my heart to Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I love him, the more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Tears were streaming down his face as he sang, and he continued, Every need he is supplying, plenteous grace he bestows. Every day my way gets brighter. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. And after he was through, he raised himself up off of the piano bench, made his way slowly to a pew. There was not a dry eye in the place. And I remember thinking at that time, that's what I want for my life too. I want to live it in such a way as that I would one day be able to say, 
longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Well, that was over 50 years ago. And now I am that gray-haired 75-year-old. And I can tell you that it is absolutely true. The longer that I serve him, the sweeter he grows. He has given me so much. He has given me his abiding love. My favorite song is Great is Thy Faithfulness. And it says, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. It's not always been easy. It's not been without trouble. But in each and every case, he has been with me through the struggle, through the good times, and the bad times. We forget sometimes that those words from great is thy faithfulness is taken from a time when the Israelites were in exile. And the name of the book from which it is taken is Lamentation. But sometimes, as we say, the mountaintop prepares us for the valley. But I want to tell you, the valley prepares you for the mountaintop as well. He has given me the love of a family. Pam has already mentioned some of those uh, numbers, as she said. My wife, Brenda, 54 years plus. I got to tell you that <clears throat> I robbed the cradle. <laughs> Almost literally, I was 21 and she was 17. I was just back from Vietnam and uh, we got married. I have not a clue what happened except through pictures that I see occasionally. <laughs> she was so young when I married her, I had my first church and she was in the graduating class and I preached the baccalaureate sermon. <laughs> she has been a constant in my life. The greatest Christian I know is my wife, Brenda. My children, all three of which are serving the Lord in their own way, and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of them and what they have become because of the fact that the Lord has blessed me and loved me so much. He has given me the love of a church families along the way that have helped me raise my children and helped me maintain my sanity, becoming closer at times than my own family. But I want to tell you something. At 75, the best is yet 
to come. My father, by the way, was 91 when he died. And uh, in the last night of his life, I had the privilege of being by his bedside. He was a little bit uh, delirious, I guess, because he was preaching and singing all the way until he died that night. I remember someone saying at his bedside that night when he was preaching away, I remember when he preached that sermon. I can think of no greater thing to be able to say at my death than for someone to say, I remember that sermon that he preached. And so it is true from the beginning to the end. Each day is like heaven. My heart overflows. The longer that I serve him, the sweeter he grows. When Pam started talking about numbers, I thought, oh, that's what I should have done. <laughs> but I didn't. Miranda, you don't have to worry about that. Um, thank you, Tom, for sharing. What a beautiful story. What a great legacy. I so appreciate those words um, that will resonate with me. How, uh, the longer we know him, the sweeter he grows. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, it is my privilege to introduce Miranda to you this morning. I have served as Miranda's Eli for uh, more years than I can count. <laughs> Um, the Eli program is part of Samuel School, so every year, as part of Northwest Yearly Meeting, local churches nominate several junior high and senior high youth to go to a weekend away where they learn to deepen their faith, they get some tools to continue on the journey, and then they are assigned an Eli. And so all those years ago, Miranda, when you were in junior high, you were assigned me, and it has been a relationship that has been such a blessing to me over the years. I was Miranda's Eli for both junior high and senior high, and I just won't let her go. We continue to meet, and she is just such a blessing. If I could describe Miranda in one word, it would be joyful. Um, every encounter with her leaves me walking away feeling better and encouraged, and it has been such an honor to serve as her Eli over the years. And now, I would like to introduce Miranda as a fellow sojourner and colleague, so I'm super excited for that. Miranda, before you begin, can I just pray for you? Yeah. Father, I just thank you for this time this morning. I thank you for Miranda's heart for you. Thank you for the work that you've begun in her, and Father, I just pray you continue to draw her closer to you through these years. Thank you for those you've brought into her life um, and how they have supported and encouraged her. And Father, I just pray for her this morning. Just um, calm her nerves, let her speak truth to us, and Father, open our hearts and our minds that we can learn about Miranda and even grow closer to you through this message this morning. I thank you for this time. Amen. Chris, I forgot the clicker, so that's my bad. 
So, good morning, church family. I'm excited to share with you guys today. Many of you have been a part of my walk with the Lord. Others have been watching it for years. I was born on a Tuesday and went to church the next Sunday. On May 14th, 2000, I was dedicated to this church. I'll give you a moment to ooh and ah. How many of you think my dad should bring back the stash? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going to church is just what my family did. I don't have that moment that many people do where they remember the exact time and place and outfit they were wearing when they accepted the Lord. I wish I did, and I love hearing those stories, but all I know is that it was at VBS. I don't even remember the theme. This year's theme is Rocky Railroad, so remember to sign your children up for that. Um, um, yeah. So I think that's why I take the opportunity every time that Ken like gives that little prayer to take it, just so I know I'm on the same page with God, because I don't remember when I did it. <laughs> um, as many of you know, my parents used to be the youth pastors here. I have so many memories of Shelby York and I hiding in the little closet in the junior high room during youth group, waiting for the games to start. <laughs> um, we, we just have so much fun laughing and giggling in that closet while my mom gave her many <coughs> wisdom lessons. <laughs> um, we have been friends since we were like three years old, and she's going to be in my wedding, which is really cool. That's Maggie, Chris. Um, <laughs> my parents' last year of youth service was my last year of junior high, and as I started to write, just little, write this little speech today, it kept turning into a love letter to them. The way they raised my sister and I in the church is remarkable, and I hope that one day, don't look at me. <laughs> One day that Tyler and I can do the same for our future children. I have no doubt that we will have the support from our parents um, because we were both brought up in the church with the value of going and being involved. My parents didn't force religion down our throats. They let my sister and I find our way. They encouraged us to be curious and challenged our inquiries. They helped us find answers and prayed with us for when things became unclear. For this, I will, for always, I will forever respect and be grateful for my parents. Let's see if I can do this. Um, my mom has shown me that if you rely on the Lord through any stress, anxiety, or life changes, you will make it through. Her love and devotion to Christ is inspiring. Oh my, I'm just like her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> my father has shown me that with perseverance and willpower, it's only possible with God. His steadfast loyalty and faith to God is truly inspiring. Even though my parents played a giant part in my walk with Christ, they were not alone in their efforts. Meridian French Church and its members have played a, as big a role in my, my walk as my family has. From Sunday school teachers, VBS crew leaders, camp counselors, Samuel school mentors, and friendly faces each Sunday, I grew in my faith and was held accountable. This church has provided many ways for me as a youth to progress in my walk with the Lord and has blessed me with once in a lifetime opportunities. Each week, I was embraced in a warm and welcoming environment that nurtured my faith. I was always provided with a safe place to learn and grow in Christ. Each year, I participated in Bible quizzing. While I wasn't the best at reciting verses and challenging my opponents, I formed lifelong bonds with my teammates and peers from across the Northwest. Lindsay, Shelby, and I called ourselves the Bible Babes. <laughs> We graced everyone on the long road trips with our angelic singing voices and always entertained ourselves in the long tournaments became dull, which was rare, of course, right, Abby? <laughs> in 2016, I was able to go to La Paz, Bolivia on, y on a YQ trip, which stands for Youth Challenge to Expand Our Worldview. On this trip, can you go back to the other picture? 
<laughs> on this trip, I made a lifelong friend in Maggie Hodgden, who will also be a bridesmaid in my upcoming wedding. And I have this trip to thank for her friendship. In this picture, we are standing at like one of the viewing points because there's like gondola things all over the city. So La Paz is below us. When you travel across the globe with somebody and spend 14 days with them, you either really connect or find out you're not compatible. <laughs> Luckily for Maggie and I, it was a match made in heaven. I also learned how other people in, in other cultures live and celebrate the Lord. While in Bolivia, we were blessed with many life-changing experiences. We were not there to build houses, as most people think mission trips are for. We were there to build relationships and bonds with fellow believers, and it was amazing. One of my most fond memories is where and where I saw God at work the most during this trip was during youth group. We had a language barrier, so communication often took longer and was difficult at times, but during this night, we turned on Beyonce <laughs> and just sang and danced and laughed. And it's in these beautiful, simple moments that I see at God see God at work the most. When I started high school, it was really difficult. I was a 15-year-old girl, and so of course my social life was filled with drama. The first semester of high school, I would pray each morning when I drove into the parking lot that this would be the day that I would find my niche. God works in mysterious ways, in case you didn't already know. <laughs> I was in a yearbook class with like three other sophomores and like a whole bunch of seniors, and it was kind of intimidating. So at first, these sophomores, we just like, were like, okay, you stay over there, I'll stay over here, we're not going to talk. But then one day, I was like, you know what, let's go have a chat with this little blonde over here. And we've been inseparable ever since. God placed Sydney in my life at the right time. The Lord knew what I needed in a best friend, and you may have already guessed it, yes, she will be a bridesmaid in my wedding. <laughs> How many times can I talk about my wedding today? We'll see. I still have more pages, so... In 2017, I went to a leadership camp called Kaleo Academy at Berkeley College in Haviland, Kansas, a beautiful place, many miles of fields. Leah Newton accompanied me on this trip and pushed me to go deeper into my faith than I had ever gone before. This camp showed me all the gaps that I had in my relationship with Christ, and it, and it helped me become a better leader for myself and my church. The classes we had were challenging and helped me repair my foundation with the Lord. We had classes in each of the six testimonies of Quakerism. And this camp was like any other camp at Quaker Hill. We had groups, counselors, we played games and sang songs, but we also sat in class for like six hours a day. Um, yeah, we learned about ourselves, our church, and our Lord. I wouldn't have been able to go on this transformational retreat without the support and love from this church, so thank you again. And besides an introduction to Christ, this church has blessed me with one of the most important relationships in my life. You can change the slide. I know you already did. <laughs> if I wasn't involved in this church and if we didn't have all the amazing youth programs, I wouldn't have met Tyler. Um, I don't Church and our love of God provide an amazing foundation for our relationship. And last week, Ken mentioned that we were in the middle of premarital counseling with him. I wish you all could be flies on the wall because <laughs> it's filled with many laughter. When he asked us if we were sure that we wanted to get married and start this amazing challenge, I had no doubt in my mind. After each of these sessions, we sit in the car and just reflect on what we shared, what we struggled with, what we liked about what the other person said, and how we hope to grow in our relationship. It's in these moments that I see, I see God at work. 
We have grown so much in the past two years. It's not always easy, but at the end of the day, I know that God placed Tyler in my life for a reason. I know that God made our paths cross for a purpose, and I know that the Lord made Tyler and I for each other. I'm not good at making decisions. Tyler can back me up on this. <laughs> he can talk about he can talk for hours about how long it takes me to decide where I want to go to dinner and what shoes I want to wear with an outfit. I didn't know what I wanted to do after I graduated high school. I didn't know where I wanted to attend college. I didn't know what job to apply for last January. But when Tyler asked me if I would like to spend my life with him, every ounce of my being said yes. Now if that isn't the Lord at work, I don't know what is. <laughs> and now we are 258 days away from our wedding, <laughs> which Pastor Ken will be officiating. I know, it's adorable. I'm obsessed with my life and how amazing it's turned out. If you want to know our full love story, come and ask me. I love to talk about myself. <laughs> and Tyler, of course. <laughs> A main theme in my walk and my life with God is relationships. The people you surround yourself with are a reflection of who you are. And when I think about all the people that I have in my corner, they're all like over here and over there. Um, I just can't help but smile and feel blessed. So I want to spend the next, like, last couple minutes of my time talking about how my faith has grown. It wasn't until ninth grade that I truly made my faith my own. Up until that point, I was just going with the flow and just living how I thought a good Christian girl should be living. And I really didn't have a reason for deciding to make my faith my own. It was just then that I woke up from the days and repetition that I was in. I started to read my Bible more. I asked questions. I was curious about why we do and believe the things we do. I want to take what I read in the Bible and relate it to my own life. Ninth grade is also the year that I decided to make being Quaker a part of my whole identity. We all know the story of Samuel and Eli. The Lord calls Samuel and he keeps running to Eli thinking that it was him that said his name. And Eli keeps telling him to go lay down until he realizes that it's God trying to talk to Samuel. He's like, okay, now go back and say, speak Lord, your servant is listening. So the next time God calls out to Samuel, he says, speak, your servant is listening. This is one of my favorite Bible stories, and I think it's applicable to any part of my life. And I always reflect back to the story when I'm looking for answers. As I said earlier, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life when I was getting ready to graduate. I had a lot of ideas, little money, and a lot of support. <laughs> so I did a really Quaker thing and formed a clearness committee. This is when you gather all the people in your life that you value their opinions and you just sit together and you pray. So I gathered people that I respect and look up to and knew that they would help me find the answer. Elisa Ferris was on this committee and I think she knew the answer before any of us did. So that's how I ended up at Boise State. <laughs> During the past three years, my faith has grown and as I've been growing in my own life, I'm now entering my senior year of college. I'll be student teaching at Roosevelt Elementary this fall. Life moves fast and it does not slow down. When we are still and listen for God's directions, beautiful things can happen. Thank you.